Welcome to the Batphone Podcast, where we talk about combat sports, comic books, gaming, pop culture, and anything else my friends want to talk about. Hosted by yours truly, Nick Batman Hughes. Okay, picking up the Batphone this week is none other than Mr. November himself, Sean D'Ambrosio. How's it going, man? Good, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Of course, man. Look, it was an absolute no-brainer to have you on. Uh, as you know, talking to Jesse Hughes last week, talking about the connection that he's established with you uh, most recently. And it's something that I've seen happen throughout the years. Like, you've seen it all. You've been here for a very long time. You've gone from being the the powerhouse-based athlete that was running doubles across the mat as a white and a blue belt to a lean, mean yoga machine who's just a, a technical monster with a true mind on technical progression as well. And I think... You, like myself, you've kind of seen it all. You've, you've seen the metamorphosis of jiu-jitsu and grappling uh, take place in this state from back in the day where it was just state championship competitions to now where it's a really open, nice, positive environment and atmosphere. And you're one of the driving forces behind that. Every single person that reached out to me when I said, hey, Sean D'Ambrosio is going to be on the podcast has come back with the exact same things. How does he do it? How does he stay in the game for so long? And how does he stay so positive and so kind for so long? You know, I, oh, I, it's something that you can enlighten me on, but I've got to keep putting you over because sure. you're a family man <laughs> yeah, and the yeah. firefighter all yeah. at the same time. You're juggling all of these elements whilst continuing to stay dedicated to a really positive environment at Progressive and dedicated to skill progression. Now, leading from the, f- the front, being a leader of an academy, as Lawson has promoted you not only as a brown belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but as a gym leader and as a role model. It's yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of inevitable. Amazing. But you lead from the front. You take these matches on these invitationals to set an example for the students that, hey, this is what is achievable. This is what you can do. From the position that you're in right now, from being a part of progressive Jiu-Jitsu to being on the stage, those are the pathways that yeah. are set for you. So. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot to be said for that, and there's a lot to be commended, and I know personally why you're in the front running for being the nicest guy in jiu-jitsu. You and Brad Weed and He's way kind of the neighbor, right? <laughs> like Jesse said, he is the nicest guy. But thank you. Um, there's a lot to take in there. Um, yeah, I mean, me and Jesse, you know, it's, it does seem like it's just happened the last couple mm. of years, but we've been training together for, you know, four or five maybe even six years um, since Purple Belt, since we first competed against each other. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, um, uh, yeah, there's a lot to take in there. No, no, there's, I always there's, ramble. You know, Please no, stop that's me fantastic. if I ramble. <laughs> that, that's great. Um, yeah, I mean, the evolution in Jiu-Jitsu, like you said, in SA alone, um, I, ha- I have been around for a long time, 11 years. You've been around, uh, and I feel like almost feel like imposter syndrome compared to some of the guys like Lawson and Brad Thompson, Clint. You know, those guys have been around for a long time. But um, Because you, like me, have looked up to those guys. I have. And then I still get to train with them and it's just yeah. fantastic, you know. Um, yeah, the scene, in, the scene in Adelaide is just phenomenal at the moment. Every, train here Wednesdays. Yeah. I, I mean, every time, every Wednesday that I'm not working, I'm in here training. It, it's just fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean... For me, what it kind of seems like is that you partaking in jiu-jitsu, it kind of adds something to your life. It adds something to your existence. And I think it's probably helped shape you in that metamorphosis that I mentioned. Like, you were were a power-based athlete. You were a power lifter, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, well, self-taught, you know. So there's a a story behind it. I mean, before I got into jiu-jitsu, I've always done something. I've done traditional martial arts. Since I was fucking, since I was five, um, yeah, so my dad got me a um, a six months of Wing Chun lessons down, I think it was Jimmy Fung's on Highley Street. That's awesome. When I was five. It's still there. (laughs) It's amazing. So for my fifth birthday, he got me that. He came as well. We did that for like six months. And then I actually went to school with Dan. Oh, there you go. um, Reception and year one. Really? Yeah, so we've known each other for like 30 Five years because I'm nearly four. Are you fucking serious, I'm man? Not joking. Reception so, year Yeah, one. and we were best mates. So he's gone to me because um, he used to live near uh, Windsor Gardens yeah. uh, High School. He goes, Oh, they're doing taekwondo lessons down at Windsor Gardens. So that night, or that week, oh, um, 1986 this was, I went in, signed up. Um, Dad signed up with me. And then that was the start of my 
Taekwondo career. Now, Taekwondo was, you know, no one knew jiu-jitsu back then. No, it was it was just really, really, uh, yeah, it was the 80s. Yeah. It was a different time period. It was but like, Taekwondo was a lot harder back then. Yeah, you know, like, that's, that's the message that I keep getting. Very, very, you know, we would get, the training was hard, the kicks were hard, you know, some, and it, it sent me in a, in a, on good course for the rest of my life. Mm. But I ended up, um, yeah, I, I competed in that at an early age. My first competition was, a, I think, an all-styles competition. A freaking spinning back kick this kid in the head. Oh, knocked him out. I got disqualified. And I spent the rest of the day crying at this competition. <laughs> How old were you? Uh, six, six, probably. Wow. Yeah, so that was my first comp. Um, and then I did that. I ended up being one of the youngest Taekwondo black belts in the state. I got it at nine, which is a, you know, it was an accomplishment back then. And I look at all the memes now, like, oh, my little... My little nephew Johnny's a black belt and he's twelve and you know doing jujitsu. But back in back in the day, it was it was quite an achievement for myself. Mm. Um, and and I, I lived it, you know, blood sport, kickboxer. Mm. There was a Taekwondo movie called Best of the Best. I don't know if you ever seen it. That was, I have that seen was that. Back in the day. I mean, it's been thirty years since I've watched these movies. But um, just go back and watch them again. Yeah, they hold up. Man. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Blood sport led me down a bad path because it made me want to participate in underground fighting yeah, championships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I gotta say, that's not cool. <laughs> and uh, so I, I, I was training six days a week. Taekwondo was my life. Uh, national champion under 12, state champion several times. Wow. Um, so I've been, a, I'm gonna say, a lifelong martial artist, although there was some hiatus when I became a teenager. You started I mean, in five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for my, I'm gonna say, my seventh birthday, I've got a photo at home. My parents bought me 300 roof tiles for my birthday. So, so you could break them? Just so I could stand outside and just punch them, kick them, oh you know, knife hand strike them. How so, did I never know any of this? Man? I'm not sure. I, but yeah, yeah, I, I don't really talk about it too much, yeah. but uh, Lawsay knows. Yeah. My dad still runs a very successful traditional martial arts school yeah. um, up near Thornton Park. So he's had that since 97. He, he started uh, you know, a full-time... Before that, most gyms... Ran out of schools, high yeah. schools. You know, it's very hard to pack the mats up. Um, yeah, that's you, right. You're training after school basketball, and you're going to the gym. So he was one of the, you know, one of the uh, very first. Um, you know, get a club, paint it, put your sign up, and it's his yeah. full time premise. And now you see it everywhere. It's, it's, yeah, it's quite common. But he's been there since '97. Um, so yeah, I trained taekwondo for a long time um, through my teens. Got my license, you know, and then just started hanging out with mates. Taekwondo took a back burner. Got back into it with Dad, so I still trained under Dad all this time, or with Dad, and um, yeah, and then Lawson would always come around my house. Yeah, every school holidays. Yeah, this is some more more story of me and Dan. <laughs> and um, so I, I moved school. He he, and but we, he would keep in touch, and he would come to my house during the school holidays, and we would just wrestle like fuck, like on the couch, just wrestling. Educated or uneducated wrestling? Uneducated. Like, <laughs> we were kids. Like, this was this was probably like. So we do Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels? Uh, Bret Hart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, so I used to watch a bit of WWE back too, like back in the day. Um, so I always kept in touch with Dan. He'd come over. So me and Dan have had a lifelong friendship. Yeah. Knew he, I knew he was doing jiu-jitsu. I never knew what it was. And then one day he's like, man, I'm opening my own club. Like, yeah. Come and train with me. I'm like, all right, I'll see you next week. So the rest is history, man. That yeah. was back in early 2010. So it's been nearly 11 years with Dan. And um, yeah, he's the best. He is the best. He's the best. Like at M16 Open, how I'm, you know, putting my phone in people's faces and trying to get interviews with people. He was the first guy that I got to get an interview yeah. with, and he didn't want to do it. Nah, so nah, he, was, he doesn't want to borrow him. Nah, but he spoke for eight to ten minutes, and sometimes yeah. when you get people talking about things that they're passionate about, yeah. it just can kind of ends up happening naturally. Yeah. And one yeah. of the things that I posed to him, uh, which you probably heard him say, is like, obviously, it wasn't like this grand master plan for Dan Lawson to go out on his own and create this big thing. But the reason why it worked is because he did it very honestly from a place of really just wanting a positive club. Like we sure. we come from a similar place. Like we were both training out of, uh, you know, SABJJ and these types of places. Yeah. And obviously we both still cross train now, but you know, there was uh, an environment of good rolling culture and good technique at those places but Dan Lawson felt that he wanted more. He just wanted uh, uh, like a team-based atmosphere, like a footy team. Yeah. So that, was, that was what he felt was, uh, was lacking and what he wanted. And just by being 
honest and truthful and putting himself into a position where he could build that type of environment that he wanted, it ended up meaning that it it gravitated people towards it who yeah. were like-minded. Yeah. And That's obviously, amazing. you were already like-minded. Yeah. yeah. And what it's rolled into, the momentum that it's gathered and gained, you know, from humble beginnings, very much like Trinity MMA, yeah. like Progressive, yeah. Yeah. started as a co-gym unit with Universal Muay Thai. Yeah. And so did Trinity MMA. Yeah. Like, we started in the exact same place as Progressive, and right. out of necessity, it's grown because more people are attracted to that environment. Yeah, and Dan's done an incredible job, and he actually took a... Know, a page out of his book when it comes to promoting leaders from within the academy like mm -hmm. natural leaders will inevitably show their face and people will learn vicariously from different sources it happened with you and it happened with Jarek you two are both guys who have a passion for learning and a passion for leading and it inevitably occurs where all these years later your role models within the community itself because you've been dedicated for so long leading from the front but partaking in this contribution to this positive environment there's there's a lot to be said for it man and that's why i try now to take the time to commend it because as you remember i was a bit of a competitive prick when i was a kid see i don't remember any of that and Are i you hear sure? i don't i hear you say it and i don't know what planet i was Damn. on whether i was just keeping myself you know, but I've never seen any of the Nick doing that, so Man, I, I can't remember. comment. Um, I do remember, you know, but I always looked up to guys who didn't have to do that, and that's probably why I looked up to you. Oh, like, thank you. And still do. And we've had yeah, a lot of training time together over the years, yeah. and we've seen each other progress. And yeah. It's been great, man. Like, just it's to make that statement, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, we've trained sure. a lot over the years, haven't yeah. always had, like, you know, a year run together or whatever. No. It's just been great having training interactions yeah, with you, man, and seeing that passion rise. And, yeah. and you've, you've probably seen it within myself because that's what's happened at the time. I have, man. I look up to you. You're just uh, you're an amazing coach. You're an amazing competitor. You're a passionate person as well. Your gym has just gone from success to success. Um, you know, the way you're promoting other gyms on this podcast is, is selfless too. And that's and they, why I want yeah. to do it because they deserve it. Yeah. You deserve it. Thank so. you. Thank you. And Dan is selfless, man. I, yeah. I, I know that, you know, he, he awarded you the. the you could go do some personal training at the yep. gym. 100%. He's always opened it up, man. And there's one thing that, you know, Dan's taught me great jiu-jitsu. His jiu-jitsu is just, his basic fundamental jiu-jitsu is just murderous. It's just phenomenal. But he's a very generous person. Yeah. He, he, he gives out, when we get gigs, he gives things out. He gives out t-shirts. He lets guys clean the gym if they can't afford it, like, like a lot of people would do. But he's, he is a generous person, man. He just, yeah. So he um, leads by the front. He leads by the front. It's, nothing's about money for him. He just yeah. wants... To reward people for what they do, help people out. Um, yeah, he, he's he's selfless. He's yeah. selfless. And I don't know what his big scheme was at the start. I don't even think he had a big no, plan. No, he didn't. He just it was just. Do I think he just felt like his jujitsu was good. Yeah. He'd been doing it for. It was only six years when he sort of yeah. opened his gym. It wasn't long, but at the time, he he was like the king. You know, like he, yeah. I, I just was like, oh, this is unbelievable. Yeah. You, are, you are the man. Um, so, and it's Where? just it's just snowballed from there. He's we've got a bunch of leaders in progressive. Myself, Jerry. Michael Vanderwood, Imran, Travis was there. He's busy with his gym now, but he was one of the, the leading uh, fundamentals coaches. Um, it's phenomenal, man. It's phenomenal. And I think this I like modern day um, environment and atmosphere that's being created between the openness of clubs. Yeah. It's just sort of like you guys were ahead of the curve. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. Like you've oh, always we, been we like were. That. We were. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think so. With me, we we were with SABJJ. And on Saturdays, I used to go down and train at um, Sefton. Yeah. And I'd see you there, yeah. and I remember, like, you ex-guarding the shit out of me one day. <laughs> like, I was only training for a few weeks. I was like, what is this magic? And then I've seen some skinny-ass dude jumping guard, flying guard on a punching bag. And I'm like, I'm going to wreck this dude, because I was, like, 94 <laughs> kilos at the time, and it was Dylan. I think he was just a blue belt. So I'm like, all right, let's roll. You know, a bit of an ego. And he's just wrapped me up, man. I think he submitted me from... So I, he let me... I thought I passed his guard. I'm pretty sure he <laughs> let me pass his guard and then he wrapped me up the way Dylan does. Yeah. Um, and he's another... Yeah, um, I agree. Know, you've got to have him on, but he, he's another guy from the very start yeah. opening up his gym because then I'd go from Mike's and then on alternative Saturdays I'd go train at Dylan's at the yeah. web, you know, and then he had the web competition and then... 
I think promoted was, some of the first super matches in SA. Yeah, like that's exactly Jordan, what I was going to say. Know, yeah. Jesse and Conway. I think it was probably the first, you know, outside of state championships, just inter club yeah. comp was that was run with modified rule sets yeah. to promote submission. Yeah. Like he was the first to run into club rounds. Yeah, yeah. Just just a basic inter club open. Yeah. He he was literally the first to open up yeah, his yeah, academy, and he's he's been around the scene since back in the ABS academy yeah. days as well. Right. I remember me and Dylan in his like living room of his house uh, in various <laughs> states of disrepute <laughs> just yeah. practicing rubber yeah. guard you know yeah. I mean? like, practicing rubber guard against each other like yeah imagine the story he'd have on him now just being involved in the scene for yeah. so long finally being awarded his black belt in Brazilian yeah. Jiu-Jitsu all yeah. these years later and still being involved in it still teaching at an academy at Cardio Flex still like, involved, and still being Jiu-Jitsu. just a positive yeah. dude he's the best as well, as well isn't he? I love that guy it's funny, like, the soft-spoken, humble people have the longevity. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think one of the big questions that was coming out of, you know, when I asked, hey, what do you want me to ask Sean D'Ambrosio when he comes on the podcast is, what is the secret to longevity in the, the art of jiu-jitsu? And it's likely the answer is going to be humility. For sure. I mean? For sure. I mean, I, I got t- we all got tapped when we first started. Oh, I, never, yeah. I never smacked the mat. I never got angry. I always used it as an opportunity to learn, like, hey, Nick, what? What's that sweet? What's that, Dylan? What the fuck was that? You just got me mm. with like, you know, it never bothered me. Dan, Dan kicked my ass for years, for years and years, still does. Um, you know, you you have to have that sort of attitude to yeah. start with. Um, and then I'm not sure with longevity. With me, there's nothing else, and you're probably there's nothing else I want to do. I yeah. just want to do jujitsu. It's not a grind to me. I don't. I'll, I'll train on Monday night, hard hard session. I'll be in the shower washing myself, thinking. Who can I message to train tomorrow? Like, I just want to train. I, it's like, I've said it to a few people. It's like a surfer just wants to catch a wave. Yeah. I just want to do jiu-jitsu. It's not, it's hard. Jiu-jitsu is not easy. Like you're getting smashed, but it's just what I want to do. Like yeah. it's just, it's that place for me. I, I want to go catch a wave. I just want to do jiu-jitsu. So it's you, not hard. I don't, it's never been hard. Yeah. I, I just want to train. Like, well, people ask me, they're like, okay, so they know I'm working now. Right? Yeah. They know I work, I get up at whatever, 6, 6.30 a.m., I go to the, the city, I drive into the city from, you know, from down south, yeah. then I come straight here, we're doing classes from, uh, you know, 5 till 9.30, I get out here at 10 o'clock after cleaning the mats, and I drive back down south. They're yeah. like, how are you doing that? That's yeah. a massive day. I'm like, yeah. imagine if I didn't have that. Yeah. Imagine if I didn't have Trinity MMA or yeah. Jiu-Jitsu or running a wrestling For class sure. or running an MMA class. If I didn't have that to come to yeah. at the end of every day, I would be absolutely miserable. I'd rather be fatigued yeah. than miserable. Yeah. If, tired, yeah. if tired is the worst thing that you've got going on in your life, you're doing pretty well. Yeah. Like injured yeah. is a different story. I know I've, yeah, for I've, sure. for I've sure. certainly got a lot of mileage on my body because of how long I've been doing 100%. things for. And I have to, as I said to Jesse, like I have to draw the line of a course. bit closer than I usually yeah. would. But easily, Thursday night jujitsu is the most fun I get to have in my week. And if yeah. I didn't have that, I get upset. You know what I mean? Same, so, man. If I don't train, you know, and a lot of people in the same boat, we, we, we all, we live it. It's not just me, it's not just you, you know, Declan, Conway. Yeah. We all live it, we all enjoy it, we all want to do it. Um, yeah, it's just fun, man. I mean, you can't, you can't go chasing belts. You can't be motivated by belts. You have to just be motivated of being on the mat, yeah. having fun. There's just, uh, for me, there's nothing like it. And I mean, like you said, you're working. I work. Yeah. I've got two kids, man. I've got a wife that... And I said, some guys like, I can't, get to, I can't get to the gym, I can't do this. I'm like, motherfucker, do you know what I've done to be? Like, I've, dropped, I've just coached an apple, I've just fucking done the groceries, I've cooked tea, the house is tidy for my wife, because I work two night shifts yep. too, so I'm doing night shift, training three nights a week, coaching, teaching, doing kids' classes, like, it's fucking full on, man, but yeah. there's nothing else I want to do, I enjoy every minute of it. I spoke about this to Michael Lim, you know, and when, when you hear someone say the words like, dedication mm. and passion all that kind of stuff sometimes that conjures up an image of something being like really difficult yeah but it's actually not it's actually the most natural thing you could possibly be doing with yeah. your time and when you hit that groove when you really understand that that's when you mm. know you're in the right place yeah, man. and obviously people brought it up as well like you are working with the fire department mm. you do have a wife and a family that you're taking care of yeah. how are you juggling all of these things and doing it successfully yeah, I mean, I'm very fortunate with my job. Yes, we do shift work, but um, <clears throat> it, it, uh, the shifts that we do allow me time during the day to train. So if I'm working at night, I'll find somewhere to train during the day. Um, 
yeah, it, it's I'm just I love my job more yeah. than anything. It's just for well, it's a very I'm noble. Very, I'm, it is, and yeah. I'm just so lucky. I never take it for granted. Yeah, um, I've met some great people. I love helping the community, um, and yeah, I mean, it, it really does allow me to train and do things. I'm able to take my kids to school, drop them off, go to training, and then do things like that. So I'm just so fortunate. It's quite a um, unit at the at where you work as well. Like it's a it very is. communal atmosphere it and is, yeah. environment yeah. as well. Yeah, everyone's um, out to aid each other. Yeah, man, and especially so my station, um, Oakton, it's just up the road. The, the other seven guys on shift on my shift, we just like best mates. Yeah, I mean we're professional at the job, and, and, and we all do. We're we're great at the job, but man, when we're just hanging around at the table, it's just. It's just like hanging out with my mates. Yeah. We'll hit the gym. It's just, it's phenomenal, man. I, I, I wouldn't give my job up for any money in the world. I'm, I'm not money driven. I, I'm, I'm lifestyle driven. And, and you know, as Jay Rogan says, less obligations, man. Like, just, yeah. just do what you want to do. And it was, it was the best decision I made 12 years ago to, to try and get in. Somehow won the lottery and, and got in, you know, just with the amount of people that try and get yeah, in. Yeah, that's right. God knows how, but I got in. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really allowed me to... Um, yeah, progress my jiu-jitsu, go and cross-train during the day, go yeah. to Kane's gym, come here, go, go and, you know, do what i got to do. Um, that being said, I mean, I work a lot of weekends, I work Christmases, yeah. you know, Easter's, so it is a lot of time away from the family, like I said, it's two night shifts, and then if I'm, co- if I'm teaching Monday, Tuesday, working Wednesday, Thursday, it's a long time. Sometimes Mel gets home from work, I'm straight out the door, either to jiu-jitsu or to work. I come home from night shift, she's straight out the door going to her job, so we don't see each yeah. other for a couple of days. It's a juggle, man. But I don't care because I just want to train. Like, yeah. I get shit done to come to jiu-jitsu, man. And you've kept the smile on your done. face the entire time. Dude, I time. fucking love it. The entire I'm, time. I can't stay. Do you, do you reckon I love that, it, bro? Like, do you think that maybe like having that friendship with Dan Lawson and seeing how he goes about things, do you, do you feel like that's added to just your propensity to keep that smile shining the whole time? Because mm. he has led by example. He has led by example. He's got a lot of other passions outside of jiu-jitsu. That's true. Which is unbelievable how yeah. good he is. Like he, he, And he's getting older. People don't realise he's 41, 42. Yeah. He still trains two th- roles, two, yeah. three times a week. Uh, he's That's a hard skilled guy. He's a skilled he individual. He is skilled. It's like he, he, we can go on about him after about his jiu-jitsu. But um, he's got a lot of other passions, man. He doesn't live it like I do. He, I'm not saying he doesn't love jiu-jitsu as much as I do, but... It's just you know, context in he, he won't study three or four hours a day. Yeah. Whereas oh, any, I'm sitting on the shitter, I'm just watching instructionals. I'm, I'm, I don't watch TV, I'm just watching instructionals yeah. or YouTube or, or, or you know, matches. Um, yeah, so yeah, he, he's led by the front in a lot of things. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think your, your dedication yeah. has just been really natural. And I think, it has come again, to, people, it, people ask, like, where does positivity come from? Where is this? Where is it all? It's just you. It's just who oh, you are. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, I, I guess I'm. I'm like that with everything. I enjoy hitting the gym too, yeah. so I always inspire the guys. Let's go to the yeah. gym, come, let's lift. And I'm, but that's really, another word that's been used to describe you as well. It's really inspirational. We've had some people. Thanks. I'm sure that uh, Prisca and Ben came out. Our uh, favorite was Prisca, and a few of the other females yeah. came out to progress. And that was the first thing they said. Like your vibe and the way you put across yourself is really inspiring oh, because really people nice. do know, I mean, you've been around the industry in a long time and they do know that you have a family, that you work for the fire department, they do yeah. understand the juggle. Yeah. And the fact that your general demeanor is still so positive, that is actually very inspiring to people because everyone else is viewing it as a grind, something that they have to do, something that they're obliged to do or something that they... They're pushing themselves. They're dragging themselves. You mean jujitsu? There, you think there's a lot of people man, do, man. You know what? Well, half you hear it all the time, though. Half the battle is getting to the gym, right? How that long does it, it doesn't you, last you, that long if you stick in that mentality. Yeah, yeah. and that's that's something that I want to touch on with you because you've made a concerted effort to change your weights as yeah. well. You were a very big guy. Yeah, like you were a ninety and above. Yeah, yeah and you you must have identified at some point yeah. in time that that was not conducive oh, to longevity. Sure. Pretty, well, yeah, I identified it pretty quickly that yeah. being that big doesn't help in jiu-jitsu. No. You know? And so, you modified it, yeah. and now you're yeah. a, a guy who promotes yoga, who promotes yeah. suppleness, and it's yeah. changed your style as well. Yeah, thank you. I think I, I, that I, yeah, if you're lifting heavy all the time, or if, you have, if you're in that mentality, or if you're in that world of things, it takes a lot 
internally to break free from it because yeah, there's it a does. lot of security that's there involved. Is. In yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Like that's your whole life, and that's your whole. You're known as the big guy. Like, exactly. It's, like, it takes. You love when people go. Oh, you, you know, you look huge. What's going on? You, you put so much effort like, into like, it. You, you know, yeah, yeah. For and sure. you get a lot of return from it as yeah. well because you have to build to that point. You're building strength. You're yeah. building power yeah. numerically and physically. You're seeing changes, yeah. and it takes a lot to because you want to hold on to that. Yeah. But you must have at some point realized that it wasn't conducive to longevity in the sport of jiu-jitsu yeah. and that was what was going to make it a grind yeah. like imagine if you were still in that mentality where you were trying to be a power based athlete all the time yeah. and then be a jiu-jitsu based athlete that would be the grind and yeah. that's where a lot of people For are stuck sure. in as well sure. so you made the change to yoga do you want to tell me a little bit about yeah, that? yeah man I mean um, so when I, when I first started I was, I was pretty big you know 94 kilos at 4 foot 9 um, and then I just realised that that wasn't the ideal for jiu-jitsu. Mm. So I still lifted. I still trained every day yep. in the gym. And I still love the gym. I love lifting weights. But the the regiment changed. I mean, um, went from a, you know, a bodybuilding type workout to then becoming more, okay, what can I do for jiu-jitsu? And so I was looking up a lot of MMA workouts. And it became more kettlebells and plyometric. Mm. And then taught myself to Olympic lift. So it wasn't... It, uh, everything I was doing was then being... Um, funnel to help me for jiu-jitsu yeah you know? so so I, I really enjoyed lifting but with the yoga and that nick i i got an injury on my i hurt my back it wasn't wasn't catastrophic it's not like i needed a knee rebuild or whatever um but it put me out for a long time i, I damaged my si joint my pelvis was down everything pulled tight yeah so i ended up stopped lifting so all i could do was yoga yeah so but I never took any time off jiu-jitsu, man. Like, I was still... Because every time I rolled, like... Uh, I just heard it again. Uh, yeah, I rolled, I felt it right. The next morning, I was like a cripple. Yeah. So I couldn't lift in the gym. So I just... Yoga was the way to go, man. I just had to do... Had to keep doing something. And I thought that was the answer to, to getting my back better. It turns out it wasn't, but I really enjoyed yoga. Yeah. And then I ended up... Funny enough, being on my back, playing guard, was, was what I did for a couple of years. Because yeah. I, I couldn't punish on top. But yeah. my back was too sore. So, I mean, that's how I evolved in, yeah. into that. Um, so, yeah, so once um, my, back's, I mean, my back's all fixed up now and I'm, I'm back lifting again. I always lift. I enjoy lifting. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you have to do... Your, your gym has to be appropriate to, to what you want to do, do it for. Is it yeah. just to look good? No, mine is for jiu-jitsu. Um, so, I think that as time goes by, you learn how to trim the fat. From you do, for like sure. A lot of the peripheral lifting, however enjoyable it might be, yeah. I, I still do strength work, but yeah. even even within my own metamorphosis, like I was an MMA-based athlete, so I was doing a lot of plyometric frontal range, so a lot of release work, like yeah. medicine ball throws, yeah, yeah. and, and uh, anything that was core rotation was sure. a, a lot about dynamic throw, intention, yeah. like letting yeah. go. But a lot of the work that I do now, it's not, inc- it's not an incredible amount. You know, I do a strength session on Monday, yeah. a Sunday and Monday yeah. and I just oppose yeah. it but the way that I see it is very much frontal plane stability because that's what's necessary for jiu-jitsu yep. and that keeps me safe sure. when I'm rolling when unconscious situations when I have to post I'm yep. strong in those ranges mm-hmm. and then the opposing chain like the rear chain it's a lot about isometric and concentric uh, contractions so I'm not trying to hit a ton of reps yep. when I'm doing things but I am getting a lot of quality out of firing the muscles and sure. the retraction of my yeah. back and I'll yeah. spend time in a squeeze mm-hmm. I'll spend time holding in a row like these types of things I've found personally Great. aid me when I'm rolling yeah. and I think that's what everyone's going to do they're going to know what they have that you learn athletic development exercises like bench press and lat roll yeah. and squat and down and you learn those athletic development processes and then you add to them what is necessary for your specific sport and then you take away the development process so you can only do what is sport specific but yeah. it, you kind of have to take that timeline like imagine a guy jumping into the gym and just doing immediate advanced level kettlebells yeah. because that was what was most conducive to success in the yeah. sport yeah. they just don't have the core stability or sure. core rotation to actually achieve those things yeah. safely yeah. and i've seen it time and time again people train because they want to train 
and they want to train hard, yeah. but they don't necessarily know how to train specific and smart, mm. eventually they figure it out for themselves. Yeah. But you've been doing this a long time, man, and you have been a younger man in the past. Jesse told me you're 39. Bro, yeah. And I'm, I told I'm him 40, to fuck I'm off. 40, <laughs> I'm 40 in July, man. And, and then he told me he was 26. I'm like, you're a freak. Yeah. Like, get out of yeah, here. Yeah, he's like, classic, man. Who is this guy? Like, yeah, he's like, he makes me all can't train or... I'm like, come train Tuesday, I can't, I'm training that night. I'm like, mate, so you, so you want me to train Mondays when I've got to train twice a day? <laughs> Leave it to the old man. No, nah, but there must be something to this, man. Like, I've been an absolute criminal in the past pointing out your ab rips, <laughs> how ripped your abs are. Yeah, no, I mean... You probably just got over hey. it and didn't want to fucking hear it after a while. Like, nah, it's but I think it's, I think it's like a little bit of a cop-out, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if people... They see your strong, muscular. They see it put together, and it's, they kind of get put in the same uh, in the same bag as like uh, a Lachlan Conway or a Declan. People see the finished product, yeah. and they just think it's talent. Yeah. They just think it's genetics. And yes, you've probably got a fair amount of good genetics, yeah. but that doesn't allow you to be a full time athlete and someone who's going to work really hard. That comes from an internal source. That yeah, comes man. from discipline and mentality. You have to work hard for everything that you gain. Yeah. And you've certainly done that. So when people see your jujitsu now, and they see that it's fluid, and that it's fluent, and that it's really well thought out, and it's still progressing, yeah. they might just think, that's normal. Like, that's just something that everyone yeah. can do. But the amount of thought process yeah. that you've put into it yeah. and the amount of modifications that you've made over time to make that shit happen, yeah. it's, it's very it's impressive, a, man. It's impressive. Man. I appreciate that. And it took a lot of work. It, it's evolved. Yeah. As you said, I was a power-based guy. I've seen guy, it. You know, I was just a double-leg people. I never even thought about technique, to be honest. Mm. But I'm just going to compete and just... just just, just go. Do what it takes. Just Maybe go. Maybe you Tony Carissa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, it took me a few years to really think about technique and training and, um, yeah, um, yeah. But it's led you to some pretty amazing places now. Like, when you think about jujitsu technique now, like, take your timeline of technique. As you mentioned before, you were a passer, you were a heavy top game pressure guy. Yeah. And to a certain extent, you still are. Yeah. But now, because of, maybe because of injury, because yeah. of certain it was, it was circumstances, with, you yeah. developed a guard game mm -hmm. and you developed a very good half guard single butterfly game. That's yeah. that's the style that I've been seeing you work, yeah, and that's a very tricky style as well because you're half other... and halfing someone. Yeah. Right? you're baiting them into thinking that they're in the half guard, so their movements will mimic what is appropriate to be in a half guard. Yeah. But you actually have set them on the hooks, and yeah. then if they try and go chest to chest pressure with you to try and pass your half guard. Boom, they're straight over. Yeah. And that, that's a very smart style to play. Oh, it's a very you. like catch catch you in a in a lie type style. Like you keep people very honest. I love seeing this. Thanks. Like this is what I do, man. I'm an analyst. I yeah, look at I'm other like, people yeah, you're and amazing. I know exactly what's <laughs> yeah, going on. Yeah. It's great, you know, man, you know my game better than me. <laughs> Throughout the years I've I've actually struggled very hard to analyze my own style and yeah. my own game. Sure. Like I've tried to be very well rounded. I know that I have a, a good guillotine yeah. and I have a good heel hook, but I'm also wrestle. I also sure. play rubber guard. Oh, yeah. So play X guard. Yeah. Like I, it's it's hard to sort of uh, box me into a yeah. style, but I guess it all works at the end of the day. Yeah, um, man, it, it, it's whatever works. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the butterfly guard I started playing as a white belt, I don't even know how, I just sort of fell yeah. into it. It wasn't like, oh, I want to play butterfly guard. Just always ended up with people on the hooks, and it's it's just evolved over time. Um, yeah, like you said, it's to, to me, my, my gear game and my no gear game doesn't change a great deal. Oh, okay. it's, it's, it's pretty much butterfly, half butterfly, yeah. and, and half guard. Are there um, specific things that you're looking for? Are you just like feeling the weight and where they are and how they're trying to play? Because I remember you, a uh, very recent state championships, playing this game against Manasseh. And Manasseh's not an easy dude to play that game against, you know what I mean? And I was coaching at, all, at the time. <laughs> and I felt like a fucking idiot trying to coach Manasseh against you, you know what I mean? But I was still trying to do my job. And he did well in the game to a certain point, but... He tried to oh, backstep. That was tough. Man. And you yeah. got that sweep. Yeah, yeah so it's a, it's, a lot, it's a lot of feel in the butterfly. Yeah. It's a lot of a lot of overwrapping, underhooking, um, um, creating the angle. I don't mind even being flat on my back with the butterfly, just with the sticky hooks and, mm. and, and working from there. Um, yeah, I mean it's just it's just basic butterfly stuff, yeah, man. man. With the with the half the half butterfly hook in, 
I think I got lucky with Manasseh. I was sitting up for an underhook with the half butterfly, and he reached over for the Kimura. Yeah. And I managed to like sneak out the back. So you go ahead. just got lucky on that. You throw. go ahead and say that that was lucky. <laughs> that is absolutely ridiculous. That was um, not luck. That was years of commitment yeah, to no, the craft. <laughs> But that's yeah. classic, man. But you know what? That's that's interesting that you say that that's the, the feel and the fundamentals is the formation of your jiu-jitsu because yeah. Dan Lawson is very, very much the same. Yeah. Like he's very much about the small details and the intricacies of pressure, pressure release, how to pass appropriately. Like he's a very detail-oriented guy, but a fundamental detail-oriented yeah. guy. He's not going to bear and bother you. No. But he's going to pass your guard and he'll make it look... Simple to yeah. do so. Yeah, you can throw all the new age shit at yeah. him, and he'll just he'll just break it down with pressure and yeah. grips, and and yeah, he, he's unbelievably athletic as well yeah. for for a big for a bigger guy. He's just every single he's phenomenal, time. man. He, yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I mean, I'll come in and show him something, and I'll, I'll go from <laughs> here to this position. He's like, why don't you just come up to the mound from there? I'm like, oh, that's a pretty good point. Why don't I just <laughs> Why don't I just go to the mount? Like, he's, Why yeah, don't I try to go to the mount when I can he, literally dismount this guy? <laughs> the kiss principle, man. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. And he, he follows that to a T. Well, the, that's the thing. Every single time I've come back to progressive, just to have a role every now and then, you know what I mean? Like, to me, Dan Lawson, he's always been my big brother. You know what I mean? Like, he that's always awesome. can beat me up. Yeah. Always can beat me up and then show me how later. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And no matter how much I've progressed or how much time I've put into it, I've always felt the exact same way, man. Every time I come back to roll with him, he's still on the level with yeah, his man. technique and his yeah. ideas about jiu-jitsu. Every, you have to be so on point with him if you're rolling. And he'll overcome you. You would have seen yeah. people come into the gym who are young, athletic kids, yeah. and they might go at him hard initially, but he'll overcome them. Yeah, always. always. It's... it's you, People people might think we're just blowing smoke, but no, not at all. Go down to progressive and have a look at how Dan Lawson holds, and you're going to see exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I'm like having I nightmares. I'm <laughs> sitting here daydreaming <laughs> and having yeah. nightmares, thinking oh, about Dan Lawson's <laughs> pressure. Where he drags his collar and arm from half guard yeah. as well, just yeah. sweep you straight off the base. Yeah, man. he's quite reactive from the bottom too. Like yeah. he'll let you come in, try and pressure, and then he he'll work from there. Like yeah. he, he doesn't. He, he, he's not an attacking guard player. He, he's very reactive, and it's just... Yeah, it's it doesn't nice matter what you throw at him. It's beautiful jiu-jitsu, yeah. man. And it's something that I, I, I emulated to start with. I just wanted to be like Dan. Then I f- found my own thing, yeah. and, and then now... And I still want to be like Dan. Like, I just want to keep it simple, and, and that's all he's trying to do. You know who you guys remind me of? Both of you actually remind me of uh, the style of jiu-jitsu. like the Shanji Hibara. Like yeah. Very, very yeah, similar he, to this yeah, style. Yeah, him especially. He's very yeah. Shanji, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, a good style to be like. Yeah, for sure. How's it like? Those are the guys. <laughs> these are all the uh, like instructionals I used to have. Shanti Kibero, Hobson Mora, Demi and Maya, Marcela Garcia, and then the other stuff that I had was like um, MMA based, but it wasn't really. It was like Frank Shamrock heel hooks and shit like oh, Dean man. Lister. <laughs> like the first MMA I ever saw was Dean Lister versus Chris Brennan, and Dean right. Lister finished it with an inside heel hook. The first submission I ever learned because I was coming from wrestling was an inside Beautiful. heel hook. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> but like those names, if you say those names to people now, they'll be like, yeah, they, yeah. They, I remember Shanji a bit. Like, didn't yeah. he get subbed by someone? Like, yeah. And you're like, no, man. Talking no. about a man that's still doing the damn thing. The, like, the, these Shanji, are, these are absolute yeah. legends. And if you look at... That's it, longevity, man. I've got, that's I got right. hold yeah. a fucking candle with these... But you shows. will. Yeah, hopefully. You will. You're hopefully. still going to do it. Yeah, thanks. There's, there's no signs that you're going to be slowing down anytime soon. No, man, I'm a, man, my shoulder's getting better. My back's getting fixed up. I feel like I'm actually coming more into my prime than I was earlier. Who the fuck are you, um, man? I'm <laughs> yeah, not sure, man. You know, I, I, I eat well. I yeah. sleep well. You know, it'll, I, I think lifting the weights to start with yeah. gave me good musculature to, to stop catastrophic injuries. Yeah. You know, I've had injuries, but nothing that's... That sideline me for a year, you know, you touch wood. It all um, adds up, man. All of that, all that stuff adds I up. I think so. And, and the only, I mean, a supplement, some glucosamine, fish oil, yeah. vitamin D, and just I really, I really eat junk food. You know, occasionally I don't, mm. I don't want to. I don't want to feel like shit. I enjoy eating good food. Yeah. I like a bit of meat and some salad, and and, uh, and just feeling good about what I eat. You know, so I we think s- that all helps, man. Especially yeah. as you get older, you can neglect it for so long. 
And then, um, oh, look, we it, sound it like helps, you know? it does, man. We sound like old men when we say, Hey, watch what you're eating, you know, get For your sure. Because when you're young, it's, it's not as so clear and present as the consequence no. of not living like that. Yeah. But, and everyone always looks back in hindsight and says, Man, I wish I started this earlier. I'm one of them, you know. What I mean, you've probably seen my weight fluctuate up and down yeah. and up and yeah. down because of MMA. Yeah. And I did a lot of damage to myself within yeah. that process. And I ended up in hospital really bad, like the poster child of why people shouldn't be weight cutting and, right. and the, the catastrophic pitfalls yeah. that you can fall into. Like mm. that, that, that whole deal taught me a lot about nutrition. It taught me yeah. a lot about myself. I'm now 410 days with no refined sugar. Really? Yep. And it's the only thing that's made any difference to me personally uh, about my pain levels. Right. So I, you know, I'm riddled with injuries. You yeah. know about my neck, you know about my spine. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of stuff that's happened with me over the years that's yeah. led me to a point in time where I'm walking around in a lot of pain. Yeah. I had my 30th birthday in Greece with my family and I couldn't go outside because yeah, I was in a level of pain where yeah. I couldn't walk around. I think we'd just been up to the Acropolis the day before and that was it. That's all I could handle and I couldn't walk outside sure. the hotel room. And I remember thinking to myself, no, nah, you are change. 30 years old, man. And people might be thinking that I'm saying that's old, right? I'm saying, no, that's too young to yeah. be in this level of For walk sure. around pain. 100%. And it took me a lot of learning and a lot of study and a lot of understanding that yeah. microbiome and gut biome sending signals to your brain about, uh, you know, whether it be... I want to eat this food or I want to act in this certain way or I want to partake in this activity. Yeah. It took me a long time for me to realize that sugar, specifically refined sugar, yeah. was creating negative cycles that were playing out in my life. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's everyone. You know, I will never sit here and say, I think everyone should stop having uh, refined sugar right now, cut it all out of your diet. It's well, they should try as best they can. You if, know? if if they uh, feel that there's a I reason mean, to, I think yeah. it's a slippery slope when you start demonizing for foods sure. and stuff like yeah, that. Mentally, yeah. it might it yeah. might cause some havoc for people. Yeah. But for me, I know that it brought the inflammation down sure. in my entire body. Yeah. It meant that everything else that I was doing, like supplementing with fish oil and glucosamine and my amino acids and intermittent fasting as well, yeah. all of that actually took a better effect, like the autophagy effect yeah. of cellular reproduction from intermittent fasting, that actually made a difference because I wasn't partaking in negative yeah, cycles when it came to yeah, sugar addiction. Yeah. So, yeah, 100%. And it's, man, it takes time to figure this stuff oh, it does. out. Right? It and does. it takes time for you to, for it to take hold yeah. in what it's going to bring to you in terms of consistency. So you might start doing it two or three weeks later, you feel okay-ish, yeah. but look, a year, two year, three year, eight years down the track, yeah. if you're consistent enough, you be consistent. then you're going to yeah. find out what the true benefits are. And I think that, again, like there's been so many role models that I've had within the industry uh, and within the art of jiu-jitsu that I've seen them in a lot of pain as well. And I just yeah. wish I could take them back and be yeah. like, hey, let's let's help you. Let's sort you out, you know, because... Um, For sure. Yeah, it can be brutal, help. man. Jiu-jitsu yeah. can be brutal on the yeah. body. But if you take the time to stretch a little bit, Eat well, sleep well, yeah. cut out the refined sugars, you know, supplement and, and know, know when you've hit your limit of training and you, you, can, you, can, you can go on for longer. Yeah, you you know? can. Yeah. And prehab and rehab and keeping your, everyone's going to accrue some injuries, but it's not, it's not necessarily about when you're absolutely at your lowest trying to do something about it. It's yeah. about preemptively working yeah. it out. And it takes a while to realize that. Oh, well, yeah. Because when you're younger, you don't do it until you're fucked, you know, then, yeah. then you go and get shit sorted out. Well, then you'll start. You have to preemptively. You do, and, and you have I mean, to. I mean, that just comes with a bit of an older age as well. It does. You know, it does. And having a few injuries where you've learned the lessons of jujitsu and the lessons of life. And but know. I suppose the re- I mean, we sound like grumpy old men. But I suppose the the power <laughs> in like uh, in stating these things is if anyone listens to this, hopefully they're going to be you know twenty five and below. I think yeah. shit. Sean's been doing this a long time. Yeah. Nick's been doing this a long time. Maybe there's something to what they're saying. Maybe they ask you sure. a question. Maybe they ask me a question yeah. about the things we've been talking yeah. about and they get set onto a path where they don't have to suffer so much and, and they can safeguard them. So that's really the best we can hope for because we can yeah, do it 100%. for ourselves. But you can never tell anyone, hey, you got to do this. If the seed is planted in their own mind and then they start asking questions and inquiring, then they can learn it for themselves. For sure. And they for can sure. apply it for themselves. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting line to take actually because... Um, 
one of the things I talked about with Jarek, obviously Jarek's had his own injuries. Is like, yeah. uh, is there anything that you do differently now than you did before? And he was, he's one of those guys that like, he doesn't, you know what I mean? Like he doesn't necessarily do things different now than he did before, but he's just so passionate and so dedicated yeah. that he techniques his way through it. You know what yeah, I mean? So yeah. we're thinking about nutrition, right? Yeah. And he's yeah, thinking yeah. about how can I technique my way <laughs> yeah. around all of for these sure. issues? You know what I mean? His knee's been hanging on by a thread. <laughs> But then he done. just adds a litany of skills yeah, to his pre-existing game, and he he sticks within yeah. the game. Like yeah, it's just so impressive. It is like, very impressive, man. He's yeah. starting to hit the gym now. I think. He's oh trying, really? Yeah, I think he's trying to put on a bit of strength. You know, maybe a little bit of size. I'm not sure, but yeah. Well, I've told yeah, him many a time that a return to MMA is well and truly on the cards for him. He oh. comes here and gives people fits. Yeah, man. He'll just come in and spar every now and yeah. then, and just absolutely. Yeah, he, he's, he's phenomenal. Everything he does just looks. It's just. Yeah, jiu-jitsu, MMA, he's just he's beautiful to watch. And he's another one of those guys that I have a lot of respect for. Yes, as a practitioner, but as a coach as well. Yeah. Like, I would happily go down on a Thursday and do no gi with Jerry, you know what I mean? And shut my mouth and yeah. listen, because he's got some excellent insights into oh, man, Whenever I've got a question, hey, Jerry, what do you think about this? Or yeah. what's the answer for this? He's always, he knows everything, man. He's, yeah. he's, like, he's like you. you know, he's, he's a bit of an oracle when it comes to when it comes to things. So, yeah, he's, he's unreal, man. Yeah. So. And you know, actually something interesting that he brought up was, you know, you, you mentioned that uh, you started in Taekwondo, like you started in yeah. traditional martial arts. Yeah. I asked Jerry, hey, you know, because he's a family man as well, yeah. he's got kids. I said, hey, if you were going to put your kids into a martial art, what would you put them into? And he took his time and he considered his answer. And he ended up saying Taekwondo. Yeah. yeah. He said, I'll probably put them into a traditional martial art first sure, to start with. that teaches them humility yeah. and respect and yeah. that hierarchy of things and why it's good to act like that. Yeah. And then get them into jujitsu and then get them into Muay Thai and striking. And I just thought that was an absolutely fascinating answer I agree. from a guy from him, yeah. who's an MMA athlete yeah, yeah, in that, the modern day. Yeah, you know? yeah, 100%. And I, I feel like my traditional martial arts to start with has, has really has put the head on my shoulders yeah. I've got humbleness you know I'll still you know, I'll call black belts professors I don't care what people yeah. say like, I've got respect for people that have done the time in the yeah. art you know like, I respect you know it, respect it goes a long way I, it I, does yeah. and it makes you a happier person yeah. as well yeah, man. Like, for sure well, what all of this leads to is like if you truly do have that grounding and you truly are acting without ego when you look around the scene you can be honestly happy for other people having success of and course. it just makes you yeah. like a kid in a yeah, candy store right. and like to you and me that's absolute no-brainer like yeah. of course it feels yeah, like yeah. that you see Declan doing good you get happy yeah, see Lachlan doing good you get happy right yeah. uh, not just guys from your own club of course yeah. it's going to make you proud to see them come up through the ranks and do really well and take on more opportunities yeah. and responsibility well, but I consider those guys I'm not going to say teammates but Friends, basically, the South Australian Jiu-Jitsu, you kind of practitioners. You kind of are. Yeah, are I mean, I'm the same yeah, team. Yeah, I agree. So exactly. Borderline teammates, but how so, long have we all sure. been around the scene for? Yeah. If you actually let go of that ego, you're yeah. like a kid in a candy store. You're just yeah, walking around happy at everything. That, and it took me a long time to get to yeah. that point yeah. because internally, I was always a competitive guy. And yeah. I always had a passion for helping and coaching, which aided me. And you know what? Batman helped me as well. Yeah. Batman helped me right. because he told me that flawed people can channel their silliness into something that's good. And for that's sure. it at a, at a very base level. Because yeah. I, I did consider that I, I had some flaws and I wanted to be a better person than I was. And starting this whole podcast, dude, the idea is that I get to sit people down and tell them, that I think they're awesome to their yeah. face. And you do. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> amazing, man. Like, it's I amazing. want to shine the light on people it's, it's a beautiful who, who deserve the light yeah. to be shined yeah. on them. And, that, and you know what? That's, That's right, why man. there's been you know, 42, 43 episodes yeah. now. I didn't yeah. start this yeah. with any design to have it go on every week yeah. for 40, almost yeah. a year. It's amazing, man. I just wanted to talk to people and tell yeah. them they were cool because yeah, yeah. I was getting to that point in time where I'm like, man... I actually really believe this stuff now. Yeah. Like I believe that if people believe what I believe, they yeah. can be happier. Yeah. So let's talk to everyone For about sure. what they've been doing. And what I've found is 
every time I do a podcast, everyone who walks out of here is happy. I'm yeah. happy, yeah. the other person's yeah. happy, and they all say, hey, let's do oh, it again. This was thing. cool. Yeah, 100%. And then people, I didn't think anyone was going to listen, by the way, like to the podcast. No, they weren't. But when people people come back to me and they say hey you talked about this on the podcast yeah. hey you talked about this person like yeah. one, of, one of my guys said oh, I just started doing some uh, strength and conditioning with uh, with Tony Caruso's because I heard him on the podcast I'm like that's awesome, awesome. That I had so. no idea that yeah. that was going to take effect or oh, it's, it's, a cross- it's a knock on effect isn't it it it's is like, oh we, we cross trained at Beachside because you were talking to Lachlan yeah. or oh, I chatted to oh, I asked Michael Lim about his fights because yeah. you were talking about yeah. and on and on and yeah. on this keeps that's happening great. I'm yeah. like that's I'm what, happy. That's what I yeah. yeah. This is what I was looking for. Brilliant. Yeah. 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 And, and you succeeded, man. It was just, it's great. But it's another reason why I wanted you on the podcast. Oh, thank you. Man. Because a lot of the time, people who are understated, they don't necessarily get the shine that they deserve or that I think they deserve. Thank you. And it's been a very respectful approach that you've taken throughout the industry for a long time. As so you I'll try and be respectful. Uh, and look, you... you you do it without trying. Yeah, and you're right. I don't have just, to try. Just it's, just, of, yeah. it's just the cherry on top. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? And awesome. you've always been like yeah. that from as long as I can remember. And I really, really, Thanks, really man. admire that. And I value that. I value mm-hmm. that there's people around the industry who set an example for what positivity looks like. Yeah. And you've been able to push it through all the way through to where we're at right now. And yeah. we look around and, you know, you have seen what I've seen. You've seen the transformation take place. And you've seen the outcomes. The yeah. outcomes are now we've got Declans. Yeah, now man. we've got Conways. Yeah. It's unreal, isn't yeah. it? Are there guys coming up in the scene right now that that make you excited about the future? Uh, who is it? I mean, do yeah, I'll throw it on the spot there, but there's a young lad that comes here, Connor from Aruda, this young yeah. Aruda. He he's he's phenomenal. Um, we got some guys at our gym, Jake Chapman, I'm going to call them out, Michael Prichinowski. Yeah. Two killers. They're just young guys, man, sub-hunters, like always competing. I think, I'm not sure. I think both of them came here today, actually. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Nice. They're, they're killers, man. And they, they might even have a spot on the next M16. I'm, Brilliant. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, yeah, who else is there? I mean, I'm, every generation yeah. is is going to be better than the next. You know, you look at Declan's... The generation of now, yeah. But then there's going to be the, the guys that started when they were twelve, and then yeah. you know, kicking his ass when he's older. <laughs> and he, you know, that's going to happen. It's just Dude, the way it is. But the history between you two is is funny, man. Because it is funny. Like, you're always <laughs> the guy that we bring up, because like, oh, you know Declan's been training since he was a little yeah, kid. Yeah, he's fighting. Always fought Declan. Yeah, Declan's kid, been man. fighting full-grown men. Since he was 13, and you were that full grown man. I had to be trying to kill him, and I was a grown man, 30 something years old, and he was a 16 year old. And, and you um, just have wars you know, with this kid, man. Yeah, but it, it was a war. It was it a war. I thought, fuck you, dude. Like, <laughs> Jesus, you're just a kid, and look at him now, man. Like, he's just, yeah. Dude, I remember watching Isaac and Declan just rolling together, and yeah. you know, they were like, regular dedicated training partners yeah. at Aruda from when they were little kids, yeah. you know what I mean? And just looking at what they're doing now is I couldn't even imagine that, yeah. that they were gonna do that. Like they're literally setting the standard. And then then you have guys like um who are coming back around like Adam Jones who is you know yeah. really giving people opportunities <clears throat> and giving yeah. back to his community. Yeah. And he's carving out a niche here that is is very, very... It's a very nice thing for him to do what oh, he's doing sure. right yeah. now. Yeah, and I think he's finding a lot of positivity out of the process so as well. Yeah. You've got guys coming through like Alan Hartley and um, uh, Pugs, Anthony Pugliese, oh, and all the guys at Rikers. Yeah. Uh, you've got... Every club now is a super legitimate outfit. Yeah, I agree. You know, have a look at Element and what they've been yeah. able to do. Richard Oliver and Matt Fev Estevev yeah. from like the perspective of MMA and yeah. jiu-jitsu yeah. as well. Like they started at Sadger <clears throat> with Steve Brown and now Steve Brown has uh, Combat Academy, SA That's Combat right. Academy yeah. and they've moved out onto their own but they're a great example of like a grassroots yeah. team who started sort of later on down the track they weren't one of the original teams they weren't Aruda or SMBJJ yeah. or ISL they came in later yeah. and now yeah. through through absolute dedication and passion yeah. they've brought for sure they've brought about this really positive uh, community as well and they're a part of that loop they're yeah, a part yeah, of that of open training yeah. loop as yeah, well yeah. they've got Taylor Ford coming in to run classes yeah, they've got uh, Tony Caruso coming in and helping them with MMA as right. well and yeah. it's like yeah. that's what it's going to be like 
back. Yeah. yeah. And, and when I look around the scene, I see these things happening. I see these these kids coming through and these, these clubs blowing up. It's like there was a time where one guy from one club would see another club having success and get dark on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you see, I might have kept my head out of it early on. Like, I, I didn't even really see any of that going on. I was yeah. just doing my own thing, competing, just training. I yeah. Didn't, I didn't pay any attention to the ins and outs. Of it. Well, you're well, a Maybe one. I jumped on a little bit later. So, like, 2010. Yeah, I'm not sure, but... Well, you're lucky and unlucky. I'll yeah. Tell, I'll tell well, you I'm lucky, I, but it's just great to see yeah. what it's turning into. I, I what think it is, that you know. I know that I had a veil on for a little while about <clears> being adversarial, and I didn't really get it. <clears> like, that not being like that was more beneficial than being like that. Yeah. And when I talk to guys, and I'm not going to name names because it's not fair, sure. but when I talk to guys now who came from a similar background, who broke free from it, and they're on the other side, yeah. they value that oh, mentality sure. really, yeah. and they try and push it and promote it yeah. a lot because they see the benefit yeah. in it. So I think just seeing the two sides of the coin from being like a closed-in competitive scene yeah. up to 10 years ago, yeah. maybe even a little more than that yeah. now really, to what it is now, being <clears throat> open, positive, progressing, it's just really encouraging and it makes me a, a happy man. It yeah. makes me a really happy yeah. man. And, and likewise... Yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. And seeing seeing people like yourself now enjoying uh, the respect that you've earned and deserve, the shine and the notoriety that you also deserve, but also reveling in the fact that this is the what you've had a hand in creating and the positivity in your community is benefiting you. And you're getting yeah. opportunities now to compete on a platform that we probably never would have even thought of yeah. Yeah, uh, being great. able to it's, do it's so. Great, so that makes me happy as well that a yeah. man like yourself now has those opportunities and people are looking at you as a role model as they should yeah. as they should well thank you yeah. thanks man I mean yeah sometimes I yeah, I don't see myself as that role model I don't see myself as being good enough to be asked on the the M16 or the AGC it's, it's hard to take in sometimes Alan but, Hartley's exactly then the my, same yeah but you are yeah, like how do I look at him you know but like, am I I don't know like, <laughs> and then I take a couple of losses man my conference plummeted you know last year a bit but um yeah it is what it, like competition wise but losses are losses man. losses are losses and I've had more losses I've had as many as I've had wins it's just, people yeah, are like I understand people that. to me are like how would you go against Declan I'm like you're a fucking idiot <laughs> <man." laughs> like, how do you think I'd go against yeah. Declan he'd take my yeah. back and choke me I don't know what's going to happen man I'm normal I'm the same like everyone else man but like you get respect from different sources. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and be going out there and competing and setting yeah. that example, that was your motivation yeah, to man. do it in the first place. And you achieved Well, I kind of, at the start, I just enjoyed competing. But then yeah. you start getting a bit of a following. You, you get students and guys behind you. And then it's like, well, fuck, now I've got to leave from the front. Yeah. So it's like, I'm like, who's competing? Like, you get six, seven guys. Like, all right, I'll join in yeah. too. And I watch this. And then... They don't care what happens, man. You always think, no. oh, what are your students going to think if you lose? They don't give a fuck. They're just happy to see you out there what? You know, putting your hand up yeah, exactly. and, and, having a, and, and, and doing your best. Think man. about what's going on internally for them. They yeah. might not be okay with the prospect of losing in front of a crowd. For either. sure, yeah. So if they see you suffer defeat for sure. with humility yeah, yeah. and dignity. And that's the only way you can take it, man. But, yeah. but that's not everyone. Yeah, know, some people yeah. are pretty narky when for they sure, lose. For sure, for I mean, sure. But if you're the guy who's leading by example... And winning and losing within the same line of emotion, being sure. like, yep, that's good, I won, yeah. I'll move on. Yep, okay, I lost, I'm going to move on. Yeah. For your students to see that mentality play out in real time, yeah. that's very valuable. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. That, that is very valuable. I'm just too broken now. I can't do anything. Yeah, that. and that's understandable, man. Like, sometimes I think, what the fuck am I doing? But I just enjoy training hard too, man. I love the grind at jiu-jitsu, just, just grinding. Whether it's, yeah. I train the same, whether it's for competition or, or there's nothing on the horizon. It's just six days a week. Oh, look, man. Fucking heaps around, you know? <laughs> that, that passion for jiu-jitsu absolutely shines through. And well, I think it's the reason you're in the position you're in. Yeah, like, a very fortunate it's just, position, man. It's it, just, exactly. It's and amazing. I think being someone who is in that spot and understanding that it is a fortunate position, it makes you act in a certain way. It makes you act very openly and very gen and generously, and yeah. just like Dan. Yeah, just like Dan, man. He, he taught me that. Oh, he didn't teach me that. He... he you can't really teach it. He just showed me the way of generosity, man. He really did. He's he's, he's a special person. I can't believe you guys went to like year one and reception. I'm still 30, hung up on 35 that. years of friendship, man. That and is then, brilliant. And then we sort of, we didn't part ways. We would just see each other in school holidays and then. What a story. Full circle, bro. And then yeah. back partners in the gym now. So That's so cool. It's unreal, man.
Yeah. It's funny, like, I've, I've, no, I've mentioned this before to people. I've mentioned this with Adam. It feels strange speaking about people positively when they're not there. Like, I, I see this happen all the time, man, and I pick people up on it. Generally, if two people are having a conversation and another person comes up, man, eight out of times, it's some negative comment that follows. It's like you yeah. talk, people talk about each other behind yeah. them. Oh, fuck this guy, fuck that. How much in regular conversation do you get to actually say, this guy's awesome. Did you, did you see this? And not like, you know, yeah. Gordon Ryan yeah. or Gary Tonin or John Danner. Yeah. Like, just your mates. Yeah. Just telling people that your mates are awesome and this is why, this is what they mean to you, this is what they mean to, you know, the art that we all participate yeah. in. And it just so happens that the mates that we talk about are actually incredibly talented human beings yeah. who are leaders of the community in Jiu-Jitsu. To be in this position now, I couldn't, I couldn't ever have imagined that I'd be in the spot. Like, being a little kid with... Big frizzy hair, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just shooting double legs at white belt and blue belt. Never, yeah. ever would have thought that I'd be in a position to promote my peers in this way. I'm pretty thankful it's for that. It's a funny evolution, isn't it? It is. Things change, man. Just, yeah. Time just goes by and you, people grow, you grow, you know, and, and things change, man. Like, yeah, it's just, like you said, you go from being a kid, fuzzy hair, and here you are. <laughs> here we are. Doing a good thing, man. And, you know, jujitsu, maybe organically has good people in yeah. in in the industry. Maybe everyone, you talk about everyone like this yeah. because everyone is like this. Yeah. People fall off with their dickheads. Generally, they're yeah. of course they're still dickheads. You're right. But You're everyone right. who gets to hang around for 10, 11, 15 years are going to be pretty decent people. There's got to be something so. humble in yeah. them, you yeah. know, for them to stick around. Yeah, yeah. yeah there has to be. Otherwise, yeah. they wouldn't be here. No, I think that's very insightful. Maybe. Maybe. I, I agree. Maybe. I definitely sure. agree with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, makes me happy. Well, we've been chatting for like an hour now. Nice, Did you realize that? because <laughs> the time is there. I can see the timer. I'm like, so before that went real quick. I was very consumed with the timer in the past. And I'm like, oh man, can't be, no one's going to listen over an hour. And then everyone's like, can you do them longer? And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, people have a life and a day that they have to go about. But I want to I wanna chat to more people in the industry. Who, who would you suggest that I talk to? I want to ask my guests this more because like... Yeah, I want Dan Lawson. I want Dave DeConte. Leo, like, uh, man. Leo. Leo is yeah. a, a must-have. Uh, what a story. All, all those guys, you're going to get a good life story from everyone. You're going to yeah. hear. They all start around this. Brad Thompson, man. You know, I still see that guy. We train quite a bit. Me and that Brad. makes me jealous. Um, he's, he's still good. He's he, a gun. He's man. a gun, dude. He, yeah. he doesn't. He's just he's just Brad. He's a fucking. How many times have you heard me nice guy, talk about Brad yeah. on this podcast as a guy that I looked up to yeah. and was just Back in the war of? Yeah, I remember, man. I remember literally like. I walked back into Rikers. It was like after one of my first fights, I walked back into Rikers and Brad was there. And it was the first time I had like a training, just colloquial interaction with Brad, and. Um, you know, before that, I just looked up to him. It was the main event on cards. He was flying away to do. MMA fights, which yeah. is just insane to yeah. me that people could even do that. And all he said to me was like, hey, man, good fight. That was a really good fight, man. Good yeah. on you. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck, did that just happen? Yeah. Like, did yeah. Brad Thompson just tell me that I had a good fight? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was just such a throwaway thing and such a normal thing for yeah. him to have done. But to me, it meant, it meant the world. That's it meant right. the world to me at that yeah. time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And just to see, and that's him, man. He's just a good guy. He is a good guy. <laughs> and just, again, bouncing back into interactions with these guys. Yeah. You know, he came into SABJJ when I was a purple belt. He was a purple belt. Yeah. And we're just smashing each other yeah. back and forth. Yeah. And I was gobsmacked about how talented and skilled he was yeah, all these years later. <clears throat> I mean, not, not fighting, not being in the scene, but still thinking about it, still being involved. Yeah. And then... I see him in photos now. As, yeah, as I said, you still got you, D, Clint, D, like, Brad, yeah. like you're all there. And they're the OGs, man. I've just come in later on, but it's just a, a real treat to train with these guys. Um, yeah, you know, Brad, Dylan, oh, man. Leo. Yeah. There's a bunch of guys, man. I've got to try better and... stories than me. Oh, you know, no, like. no, 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 no. Um, well, what I hope is, I mean, I definitely have those guys on, but what I hope is like people know you as a positive guy. In the yeah. industry, right? They know you, but they might not know your story, you know? They yeah. might not know about the Taekwondo days, the years yeah. of dedication, the fact that you, you know, successfully juggle this home life work yeah. situation that you yeah. have so successfully with a smile. They might not understand that about yeah. you. They see you as a positive figure. Now they understand why, to people like me, you've been an inspiring oh, figure. Thank you. And that's yeah. my goal 
with this podcast. Yeah. I hope people understand that. So yeah, I'm sure. Let's keep sure. that going, right? Let's, let's keep it going with Leo and with Dylan. Yeah. Yep. Man, they deserve to Talk about family guy. Dylan. Yeah, Dylan. <laughs> he can't stop pumping them out. What is inside <laughs> those testicles, man? Oh, like man. some sort of uh, super serum. Like... Lots of love to give, man. To I mean, to Whatever, like whatever that uh, serum they put in Captain Captain America to make him strong. That's yeah, what's inside those bad guys' balls. So I'm good. saying. Right? <laughs> Uh, we're coming up to the end of the podcast now and um, you know how it goes I always want to give time for the guests to say thank you to whoever they want to thank but I'm going to jump in real quickly because this is the first person who's ever brought me gifts can you please tell for the listeners what you've brought in as gift for me today thank you very much Uh, my pleasure well just a a progressive t-shirt man just for you to to chuck on you can wear around the house and I've I've brought Nick in a um, just a scoby so he can start fermenting his own kombucha. I love, uh, I brew my own kombucha. And I know, well, I didn't know, but I just heard that Nick drinks kombucha. So now he can maybe brew his own and, and uh, get the benefits of, of doing your own kombucha. Man, I'm so, so keen on this, man. Yeah, it's, yeah, such it's a quite good simple, idea. man, and I enjoy it. So Thank I you so much. Thought I'd, yeah, I thought, what can I bring him <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much oh, for bringing guests. It's a very pleasure. Italian thing to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And thank you for coming on the podcast oh, and just agreeing to do this. And thank you for being that guy throughout the years. Oh, you, you know, uh, just being that, that pillar of inspiration oh, and positivity. And I know you're going to continue to do so. And I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing you compete more, teach more, and just be the guy that yeah. you are. So thanks. And who would you like to thank? Oh, um, well, thanks for having me. You, of course. Um, yeah, Dan Lawson, without him, none of this would have happened for myself. Um, you know, yeah, that phone call, come on, I'm opening my gym, come and train. So that, that's just, that changed my life. Literally changed my life. Um, yeah, just everyone who lets me come train at their gym, Kane, you, M16, Beachside, just the whole scene, man. It's yeah. just everyone. Thank you, everyone. Um, and yeah, my family, my wife, and yeah. Beautiful, she, man. She knows it. She knows. How much <laughs> she's loved, so yeah. Beautiful. That's awesome, man. Again, thank you so much. My pleasure. uh, Let's um, make sure that we can get into circulation as many copies of uh, the Mr. November, Sean D'Ambrosio. Ah, shit. (laughs) Charity calendar. I tell you what, I'm going to throw Jesse under the bus. As soon as he knew you were coming on, I'm like, get me these photos. (laughs) I got a whole bucket list of photos from Sean D'Ambrosio. I won't circulate them into... uh, yeah, it's all good. I, I'm, I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm gonna do it. The first I, thing I'm gonna put myself in these situations, man. Like, <laughs> they can, they can get no, I love it, man. All right, thank you so much. Thank you, all man. Right. I appreciate you. Stay tuned, guys, because we're gonna be back same bat time, same bat channel for all the bat fans out there.